Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Guess how many aligner systems are in Australia, Bridget? Mm, I think off the top of my head, I can think of four. <laughs> I actually have no idea, but I know it's like tens and tens, there's lots and I'm, not, I'm sure John Hagliasis knows how many aligner systems there are, but there's, there's heaps and they're all coming into the, um, the market every year, there's more and more. I was at ACAS earlier this year and I think they were talking over 20, but the aligner systems, they're all a little bit different, but they've all got different pros and cons and costs and, and you know, experience and all this different stuff and it's pretty confusing. Do you know much about the differences of the ones you know? I mean, I know that price is, is a big difference. It's one thing to consider, but I think it is a lot deeper than that. I think that, you know, with anything in dentistry, like it's not just one size fits all. Like, we, you know, we all use different bonding systems. We all use different composite brands and price isn't always the main factor. There's different treatment capabilities within different systems that most of us may only know one or two big names in a line of systems, but... I think it's really interesting and probably worthwhile to learn a bit more about what else is out there. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially the more experience you have, um, being able to tailor the system you choose to the case you're doing, especially if it's simple or very complex, completely different cases. And Dr. John Hagliasis, of course, he's from Aorta and teaches on this. He's done thousands of cases and, and knows the systems, but also he teaches from an objective point of view. He, he uses different aligner systems. He isn't tied to just one. And I think that's an important way to learn about aligners in general and orthodontics in general. So in this episode, Dr. John Hagliasis teaches us about how to choose an aligner system. You know, when I heard from my US contacts that Smile Direct Club was coming to Australia in the end of 2018, um, I was then approached by Smile Direct Club to be one of their, um, uh, I guess, clinicians. Um, and I was curious and I assessed it. Um, and I think this is when aligners started flooding the market in the 2018 and 2019. We already had clear, correct, and align. Uh, there was talk about Angel coming to Australia, the, the, the second largest in the world from China. Smile Style are starting locally. Um, and then Smile Direct Club comes comes on board. And then by 2019, mid-2019, they were spending five million a day promoting to all our patients. So it became apparent that we had a, a new force, a new kid on the block that was direct to our patients. So the question then became, what do I tell my patients when the when a patient comes in and says, I've heard of Smile Direct Club, does it work? Because the reality is Smile Direct Club does work, but it's about case selection and patient expectation. So it, it be, then becomes, okay, if a patient has an expectation price point or clinical finishing, then we can't we can't um, question the patient's uh, belief system or choice. We have to be able to give them something comparable. So that opened my eyes to start using multiple systems to provide the consumer, the patient, choice. Because if the patient wanted a small direct club equivalent, then I need to provide a small direct club equivalent because the gold standard um, as it is is really a line um, you know, Sparks coming coming up with a great product as well as Angel. So the patient wants a choice based on expectation and cost. 
Um, so that's where I started to see what Smile the Red Club was doing and see the results they were achieving and thought I need to start looking at giving patients choice. By choice, do you mean more specifically price? Price and expectation of choice because a patient may come in wanting a, a product to enhance a relapse orthodonty case and they may still have a posterior crossbite, they may still have an overjet issue or an overbite issue, but it's having a product that can suit the patient's expectations or be it financial or clinical. Uh, our responsibility is to show them what's possible and what the issues are, but our, we can't really deter a patient we shouldn't be in a situation where we're deterring a patient from using a small direct club type product as long as they're fully informed about the pros and cons. And I think it becomes an issue that I didn't want to be in a situation like it was 20 years ago when whitening came on, being a clinician that talked down to their patient, made the patient feel bad about their decision making and saying whitening doesn't work when it does work and some online products will give them a benefit. It's about, about educating them what, the, what options there are that are better than buying home whitening over the counter or online. And that's where Smile Direct Club forced me to create a service and a product and start looking at other aligner systems that provided me an equivalent product to provide to the patient. If we are looking at the various different companies out there, what are the factors we should be thinking about with aligner systems? So great question. I think the most important factor we need to consider is what are the limitations of the product? Is there is there evidence-based research? Is there is there is there cases under their belt that can indicate what they can do? Is there a limitation that the company imposes on itself in terms of correcting an anterior posterior class two or class three into a class one? We need to know those parameters. We also need to know have we got clinical control in how we're setting up the software? Can we can we communicate effectively to the third-party orthodontic supply company and tell them what we want? No different to how we communicate to a pros company in a crown and bridge or veneer. Tell them what we want in terms of shade, in terms of the material being used, in terms of how they're going to finish the crown. We need to have that same control with an aligner company in how the aligners are going to effectively move the teeth and play and keep the patient safe, keep us safe clinically and have the tools, the attachments, the, the bite ramps, all these other auxiliary support network that some aligner systems have and some don't. So you want to know what they can do with the, with their with their plastic, uh, and then how you can influence the, the, the treatment planning process and how you can communicate effectively with them. The last thing you would want from an aligner company is being told what to do and have little control. Bottom line: if something goes wrong, the aligner company isn't at fault; it's us. No different to an implant going wrong. It is us that are responsible for the care of the patient. We are the conduit between the patient and the product. Um, and clear aligners are no different. So I think it's important to know um, what the product can do. Your, I think as per scope of practice with APRA in this country or in Australia, that you need to know what your limitations are and have a, have a clear understanding of your scope of practice. How do you determine a case that's simple advanced or complex. And it's something that I'm quite proud of what we've done with Aorta in providing clinicians a way to play safe with clear aligners. But that's just one aspect to it. The biomechanics of movements from a micro or macro or, or, or psychological or physiological factor of the patient are one thing. But you then need to equate that to what the plastic can do with the attachments of that company's uh, product and services. 
Are there any other things with the actual aligner system um, that we should be thinking about? Yeah, the, the, most aligner companies have products that are unlimited or limited. You need to know what you're purchasing in that product because the one certainty is aligners work, but half the battle is moving them. The other half is maintaining them. And invariably, human beings won't follow the rules and relapse can occur biologically or, or self-imposed by the patient. So you want a product that provides you support to provide the patient responsibility. So be wary of products that give you a cheaper deal but are limited by time or aligner numbers because at the end of the day, you don't want to be stuck with a, 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 a financial relationship with the patient that has been agreed to on the service and then you are limited or have to pay more for an aligner for more aligners because the patient's going to say, that's your issue, not my issue. And that's fair enough as far as I'm concerned. So you want to make sure you know what your limitations are with the product. If you have a limited product, then you're going to get a limited post-care service. Are they providing you retainers is another point to take into consideration. Are they going to charge you when you have to scan? When do you rescan? Is it phased or is it unfazed? Is it your decision to determine if treatment biologically is going off track and then you need to reassess and bring it back. So these are things that you want to have um, clear with the aligner company and not learn it the hard way. What's incredible in the current state since, um, I guess, Align lost its um, patent is that there is something like 20 aligner systems now in, in Australasia alone, let alone in the world. Um, so there's lots of choice that as we as clinicians have in choosing a system, but I think it's important to have a, a protocol or a process to determine which system you're going to use. Um, it's just an amazing space to be in, but it's very easy for uh, a clinician, inexperienced clinician, to get caught out on a system and not have that support and assistance um, to get them out of trouble if they get into trouble with clear aligners. Aesthetics is not just prepping teeth. If we want to be minimally invasive, we need to use aligners or some sort of orthodontics to put the teeth in the right place before we change their form. And of course, the pioneer of this is Invisalign. They've got the most experience, the most cases have gone through their platform and the most in-depth tools to use to get your patients from where they are to where they want to be. Once you're ready to provide aligners, Invisalign Go is the perfect entry point. It's the first step in becoming an Invisalign provider, allowing you to do relatively simple cases effectively and efficiently with their online tools. Go to invisalign-doctor.com.au to start your aligner journey today. Are all aligner systems the same or are they very much in different classes? No, there's definitely different classes and I, and I think this is a space that is evolving. I mean, we're in the Wild West here with clear aligners. I think very similar to what implants would have been in the 80s and, and early 90s where systems emerged but the competency of these systems weren't tested without time. So how do you know an aligner system works? You need to have, I guess, the protocol set to make sure you can test and assess and self-evaluate before you use you don't want to find out the hard way that you've used a system that doesn't work and provide the patient what they want and their expectation and you as a clinician. Because at the end of the day, if an aligner system doesn't work, it's not the aligner system's fault, it's your fault as a clinician. Uh, and from a patient's perspective, that's what they're going to look at. So whether it's composite, whether it's implants, uh, clear aligners are no different. It's a tool to assist us in providing uh, the ability to help move people's teeth to improve and enhance their smile and their bite and their functionality. 
Um, so there's no system that is, is similar. You've just got to make sure you know what you're dealing with. Um, and I think, um, you know, Tony Weir, Dr. Tony Weir from Queensland, I, we call him sort of the father of, of modern clear aligners in this country, wrote a great article in 2017 indicating the criteria to use to self-evaluate whether the system is, is appropriate to use. Um, and I think it's important to have that in mind um, because there are so many systems out there and you need to know what you're going to ask the sales rep um, or the aligner company to make a decision or informed decision as to whether you proceed or not. Another consideration is how you communicate to your third-party aligner system in terms of photos, radiology, and, of course, the image. And I think it's no question scanners, those that have heard me speak, intraoral scanners are the gold standard compared to taking a PVS impression. Now, some manufacturers won't take a PVS impression anymore. Some will take a scan that is closed versus open scanning. But I think the more accurate your information is to the third-party aligner company, the better the result and the better the communication and the better fitting the aligners will be. So I think that's an also a consideration when you're communicating or asking the question of a third-party ortho-aligner system is how do I communicate with you and how do I upload, how quickly can I get the software back to assess. So time from a patient's convenient perspective and also the accuracy of the data being uploaded uh, conveniently is a consideration as well. Are all aligners made the same? It's a good question. I think, and that's a question to, uh, to assess, is how are the aligners made? Now, at this point in time, the major third-party aligner companies are making them off a suck-down process. So is it a vacuum or is it a press? I think that's an important thing. And you want to have something like 80 PSIs plus that the aligner companies are using. And they're all printing 3D models. You want to have an assessment of how accurate is the 3D printing models. And then there's the question of plastic. What kind of plastic are they using to, to ensure that you've got the elasticity and the, and, the, and the firmness to move the teeth in that stage 3D printed sequential movement. So they're all doing it similar, but there is there is subtle differences in the processing. And the next frontier that we're seeing, especially I'm doing a lot of DIY in-house manufacturing of aligners, and at ACAS 2020, we had some amazing orthodontists pre-COVID that were talking about using printing their own plastics. That hasn't been FDA approved in Australia, but we are entering a new realm of having plastics that are printed modelless that may revolutionise and continue to improve the plastic, which will improve the effectiveness of moving teeth with aligners. So the, the major manufacturers now are all doing it in a similar process. It's amazing. You, you can look it up on YouTube how Align or ClickRec do it. It's amazing processing and tracking of, of cases. Um, you know, when you've got a company making 200,000 aligners a day, it's a, it's a significant manufacturing and, and tracking process and quality control process. Things go wrong. There's got to be a system in place to do that. But I've rarely seen that problem in, in my 16 years and over 4,000 cases uh, in manufacturing. But that's the sort of support. What is the support going to be if you run into trouble, if there's a manufacturing issue, is what you want to also make sure you're asking the third party of the system. Yeah, it's it's an exciting space for sure. I, I think you've you've shared some really important information about deciding on our aligner system. We've got a lot of exposure at ACAS 2020 to the different systems, and I'm sure that's just going to grow um, in the future. So thank you so much for your time, John. Pleasure. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists. Implants. It's such a broad topic and something we really don't learn that much about at uni. So many of us are looking for a course that can teach us and allow us to safely place implants for our patients in our practice. Most courses are intensive theory courses, but they lack a practical component. But then there are the practical courses often overseas where all you're doing is practice. ARIA Dental Education provides an implant course that has both. It's a five-module master implant program where at the end you do a live placement with specialists observing. ARIA has just released their new course for 2021 in Melbourne and CPD Junkie has a discount code to get 5% off the program. I've had the pleasure of doing this course this year and I can't wait to place my first implant, of course, when restrictions lift. If you're interested in placing your first implant with ARIA Dental Education, go to cpdjunkie.com.au for 5% off.